everyone, and welcome to another episode of Chilling with Teddy G, where we discuss anything and everything with absolutely no sugar and no frosting. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we don't use any flavoring here. All our stories are served up raw. So if you want some sugar in your coffee or some frosting on your cake, then you need to turn to another channel because everything here is totally unfiltered. Please let me into your cars or your homes or your workplaces, wherever you may happen to be listening to me at, for this very important episode of Chilling with Teddy G. As you know, my name is Ted Greer, and I'm your host on Chilling with Teddy G. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to another episode of Chilling with Teddy G. Let's get this dirty laundry out of the way uh, <clears throat> for the copyright disclaimer of uh, 1976 and the Title 17, Section 107. Allowances is made for the for the uh, fair use for the purpose such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarships, and research. Fair use is permitted by the copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit educational or personal use tips the balance in the favor of fair use. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, ladies and gentlemen, this story is going to start today from a uh, a post that I uh, got on my uh, Facebook page. I'm not going to say who it's from, but the uh, comments that they made kind of disturbed me, so... I wrote a lengthy post uh, uh, afterwards, but I want you to hear uh, what they posted, which got me uh, kind of hot under the collar. It says, I'm just saying, for those who didn't really watch the news, it's very official. Uh, Joseph Biden, or Sloppy Jim Crow Joe, as I like to call him, will be sworn in as your next uh, president of the United States, period. The votes have to uh, continue to be certified, but it is a landslide. 5.1 plus million votes with 99% of the count of the popular vote uh, while watching the protest today. And this is America. You have the right to vote your voice, your opinion, and should continue to exercise your First Amendment freedom of speech. However, it's over, folks. Time to accept and move on to try to deal with this horrible virus situation that occurs under the current uh, president of the United States has just uh, totally ignored. 306 versus 232 electoral votes. It's a wrap. Yet I know fools do as fools do. We all want to get back to normal family, friends, functions, but we all got to put in some work to make uh, to make it so. Wear a mask, social distancing, etc. I miss mine too, however, and hopefully, and let's not be foolish, this is not a quick fix, but hopefully by the, by this time next year, we have, we can have barbecues, love on each other as we have always done and be all we can be politics to the side love on the rise and i approve this message okay well i know you're probably saying what about that exactly ticked you off well i'm gonna tell you it was several things first of all uh President uh, uh, elect Sloppy Jim Crow Joe and uh, his cohort or vice president elect uh, Kumala, which is what I like to call her, uh, 
uh, Harris. That was number one. Number two, actually, that was number two. Actually, number one is uh, we all need to get back to normal. Uh, that was really the number one thing that uh, that ticked me off. And then, as well, I was ticked at the fact that he was talking about uh, uh, let's get to uh, let's do our social distancing and, and wear your masks. Well, anybody who listens to my show know what uh, how I feel about that and what I tell y'all at every end of the uh, episode. But those are. Uh, along with the fact that uh, he mentioned uh, uh, we can have barbecues and let's start uh, 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 loving on each other. Yeah, all of these things ticked me off. And I'm going to tell you why when I read you my uh, response to this post. And you'll see exactly why it ticked me off because I know you're saying, well, kid, that shouldn't have been nothing that, that, uh, uh, should have ticked you off, <clears throat> but I beg to differ, and I'm going to show you exactly why as soon as I locate my post, because he did get quite a few responses to this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. This is what I had to say. Exactly what is getting back to normal for black people mean? Barbecue Becky's, permit patties, or how about the unarmed black people that's being gunned down by these state-sanctioned murderers? This is the norm for black people, and I'm not ready to get back to that. We are at war, black people. Don't be fooled by sloppy Jim Crow Joe being president-elect. Black people are bearing the brunt of the effects of the COVID-19. Get back to the normal, my ass. Black people account for one-third. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Black people account for one-third of the uh, COVID-19 hospitalizations while making up only 13% of the United States population. I need my critical black thinkers to continue with this fight against this racial injustice system that's in this country. Get back to normal my ass. I'm going uh, to post this on my uh, Facebook page as well, which is what I did. Um, And I'm not sorry to say all this to everyone, but the truth be told, we still have a very long way to go in this war. But the results of decades of discriminatory policies and practices that have resulted in persistent racial and economic disparities are still running rampant. And everybody knows this to be a fact. They know that this, that, that all of these disparities and these economic woes and, and, and uh, persistent uh, uh, racial uh, divides are, are still happening. Systemic racism is still alive. And then I go on to say, by ignoring the um, structural cause of these disparities is to uh, accept them as normal. And I refuse to accept them as normal. I I really do. And let me tell you what else I I, I put on here. It says, excuse me, it frees the government from the responsibility of repaying past harms inflicted by its own policies. That's why they won't even consider 
reparations and tangibles for the black population. And we all know that they won't consider that and they haven't considered it. In fact, the ones that even talked about it said that they're not willing to do it and they're not going to do it. So that's, that's where we are with this government that we are so happy that we got the uh, sloppy Jim Crow Joe and Camula Harris uh, in this, uh, in office right now. Like that was a big win over um, the, uh, 45 administration. Well, I don't, I don't think so. And then I'm, and I went on to say that, uh, let's move on. People is not the statement you should be making, but rather that we continue to push forward with this fight against what is considered the normal. That's what I'm saying. Now, what does it mean when leaders say that we are ready to get back to the normal? If normal includes racial disparities, uh, economic and racial inequalities is so deeply ingrained in our structure that normal has meant a black unemployment rate consistently twice that of white workers. Normal has meant segregated schools, unaffordable high housing, and uh, over-policing of black community. Normal has meant greater exposure to the uh, environmental hazards and then barriers to health care. So they get us sick, but then they make sure we can't see a doctor. You know, the, the, the segregations in, in the schools and in the housings and, and, and in the practicing of uh, uh, the way that they uh, police black communities. All of this stuff is, is the normal for black people. And I refuse to go back to it. I refuse to put my hand in there. All right. Normal. It's not good enough. For decades, the federal government invested in the uh, strength and stability of suburban white communities while giving local government license to exclude, neglect, and even demolish black communities. And we know this to be a fact. Don't excuse me, but I am very hot under the collar. And I go on to say that uh, a quote by Dr. Claude Anderson says, We've been marching for 150 years and haven't moved an inch. And that, and that is what I want to tell you when it comes to, uh, I want to give you an, uh, an example. Let me give you a receipt. Uh, where I grew up at in, in Cleveland, Ohio, I lived on uh, the corner of uh, 93rd and Lacey. When I visited that uh, neighborhood not too long ago, the street of Lacey, ladies and gentlemen, it had about a total of five houses left on that entire street. That's right. You heard me say it. It had about five. And we're talking a long street here. Uh, I don't know, a quarter of a mile. And uh, there was a total of five houses left on that street including my house, which faced off 93rd, ladies and gentlemen, it was gone as well. And the house next to it, where I lived at <clears throat> on the 93rd part, there was uh, a corner house, then my house, then uh, a, a neighbor's house beside that. And after that, there was a building there that was previously owned by the uh, RTA or even before that, the uh, uh, CTS. Uh, 
Cleveland Transit System. Ladies and gentlemen, all that is gone except the one neighbor's house that was next to mine. The building's gone. Where I grew up is gone. The house on the uh, very corner was gone. And the entire street of Lacey, except for five houses, were all gone. So that's what I'm talking about when I, when I tell you that they exclude, neglect, and in this case, demolish that black neighborhood. There's your receipt. There's your proof. I'm your proof. That was where I grew up at. And ladies and gentlemen, that there's nothing there right now. It's, it's totally desolate, except for the few houses that still remain on that street. That's incredible. It's so true. That is the truest statement uh, uh, that I've heard today. So with all that being said, I refuse to go back to the normal. Much love and respect. Teddy G. Now that's what I have to now that's what I had to say about it. And let's let's back that up with a receipt uh that I, I want you guys to um hear so you can understand exactly what I'm talking about. As a possible homicide, we want to warn you now. Some of the details may be difficult to hear, and ABC's Elwin Lopez has more. This morning, outrage spilling over the small town of Baldwin, Louisiana, as the death of a 15-year-old boy remains shrouded in mystery. We believe that if he had been uh, of a different color, that this would have been taken a lot more seriously. Charles went missing from his home October 30th. Days later, his body was found about 20 miles away in a sugarcane field in Iberia Parish. It takes time for some of this evidence to come forward because it takes a while for toxicology to come back. The local sheriff's department releasing new details to address public outrage, now calling it an active, ongoing homicide investigation, adding that video evidence shows Kwan alone near the area where he was later found dead. The case catching the eye of celebrities like Beyonce, paying tribute to him on her website. Over the weekend, a preliminary autopsy report listed the teen's cause of death as, quote, likely drowning. The 15-year-old's cousin says Charles' severely disfigured face tells a different story. His face tells how on the left side of his face, there is like a knot on the right side. There's like a uh, incision. The same coroner's report suggesting any injuries on his face happened after his death and, quote, are likely aquatic animal activity. person that's deceased can't talk, so you don't know the side of the story. Justice for Kawan. In response to that preliminary autopsy report, the team's family sent a statement that the water where he was found was ankle deep and that they believe he could not have drowned without outside influences. Now they are demanding a meeting with the sheriff no later than tomorrow. Guys, so many people watching this story. Ellen loved us for us. Now, that was last month. So I, I brought you that receipt to show you that I no, I am not ready to get back to the normal. Two of his uh, 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 white people, I, well, I guess uh, the younger boy was supposed to be his friend, picked them up at his house. 
and he was never seen from again until three days later they found him face down in a pond. And listen, the pond was ankle deep. That's it. It, it wasn't like it was, you know, 10 feet deep, six feet deep, or 30 feet deep, whatever. It was ankle deep. So there is no way that this boy uh, drowned in this pool, I mean, in this uh, creek without some um, outside influence, without some help. So am I ready to get back to the normal? Absolutely not. And I'm going to do more on this story on the another episode, but I felt it uh, necessary in order to uh, give y'all some updated information. This was just on Halloween when we know that's when a lot of these occult type individuals love to uh, give their, uh, have their uh, rituals. They say tannic rituals and, and, and whatnot. So I find it very um, uh, suspicious for this boy to be picked up on Halloween for trick-or-treating and party, whatever. And then, uh, then he disappears and the parent and the, uh, 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 kid who, uh, picked him up. Actually, they left, uh, they left town. They left the state. But anyway, you know what? I digress. I'm just going to say that I used that news clipping just to show you that, uh, no, ladies and gentlemen, we cannot go back to the normal. I refuse to go back to the normal ever again. I want to thank y'all so much for tuning in to uh, another episode of Chilling with Teddy G. And and, and remember, guys, I am definitely going to do a, a story on that uh, that young 15-year-old boy. But uh, I ask you guys to continue to do your social distancing, continue to wear your outer gear, your glasses, your mask, your gloves, some type of foot covering so you don't track these uh, diseases into your car, into your homes. I know a lot of people ain't telling y'all that or y'all may not even be thinking about it, but that's just as crucial as wearing uh, the rest of your outer gear. I ask you to uh, continue to, hey, if you go outside for any extended amount of time, especially if you went to work or did something like that, when you come in, get those clothes off and and get them machine washed and and and, and get yourself bathed up and washed up real good or whatever and whatnot is to keep this virus off of you and out and out of your house and as i always tell you ladies and gentlemen eat the right fruits and the right vegetables the right berries eat the right uh nuts and seeds all the things that build up your immune system the g-bombs that's what you need a lot of greens any kind of greens uh, all of this stuff helps keep your immune system strong. And the number one defense, as I always tell you, ladies and gentlemen, against this virus is your immune system. Did you know that um, 90% of the cases where people were um, had uh, um, COVID-19 healed through uh, their immune system? That's right. This this a healthy immune system will keep you from getting this disease or any event that you can get it is strong enough to fight it off. So 
please, ladies and gentlemen, keep your immune system strong. And as y'all know, uh, uh, Teddy G loves each and every one of y'all, and I, I, I appreciate y'all tuning in uh, for this episode of Chilling with Teddy G on this uh, November 15th, 2020. I want each and every one of y'all to have a, uh, a safe and a, a truly a blessed night. Yeah.